always forget how high pitched my voice is until I get one of the same same here, yeah. Yeah, you, I uh, it's been something uh, gotta get used to, you know, hearing your voice. Yeah, I know I'm a tenor <laughs> in, in terms of voice pitch, but yeah, yeah, it's still even like uh, shit, I get comfortable. Even um, even still, like whenever I hear my voice, I'm like ah, it's <laughs> yeah. a little, it's a little weird, but uh, but yeah, it gets, it's get, you gotta get used to it for sure. But um, Tony Hernandez back on the podcast again, man. I appreciate you doing this again. I appreciate you coming down here. Um. Look forward to having another cool conversation with you. Um, how's everything been with you so far? And it's been like what? A I year? Think, no, it's been Still like last. six months, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Ten points. But yeah, how's everything been with you, man? It's great. Thank you for having me back on. This is a very professional setup. <laughs> Looks super cool. By now, you can consider me a fan of Real Fit. Hey. <laughs> thanks, man. It, yeah. The, it has been. I've been seeing the consistency in your videos and. And the things you guys post is super influential. Oh, thanks, so, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely um, a fan by now. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I remember after our, when we first had you on our podcast, that was like the third one I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate you giving giving me the opportunity to do it. And uh, I remember I remember after our conversation, um, I was like, just like, damn, we got to do that again. You know, it was a really good conversation. It's it's one of those things um you know we're both still pretty young mm-hmm. um 22 are you 22 21 20 okay yep. so you're even younger than me um it's i don't know i feel like in regular life at least in my life you know you don't really get those kind of conversations with people your age too much mm-hmm. you know what i mean so oh yeah like in terms of conversations with younger people right things that matter right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's not like the most common thing Absolutely. um so you know getting to have those conversations it's i feel like it not only makes me better, but especially, you know, if people can watch it, makes everybody better, you know, mm-hmm. when they're focused, focus on, you know, getting better growth or business, whatever the case is. So, yeah, I've been been looking forward to having you back on here. Um, I know you uh, just bought another property. How was that, man? It was great. That house was listed last year for 670 and we were looking at properties in that in that line of neighborhood. Yeah. And they were all really expensive last year when everything was up. And over a year, every single month, just down 3%, down 5%. And then we saw this one listed for sale, driving by the neighborhood. And we're like, we, I mean, how crazy would it be to get this house? Because living at the other house, we would look across the lake and there'd be the bigger two-story houses. And me and my wife would, would look across the lake and be like, that's our next mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to get one of those houses. No, yeah, that's pretty cool. You, you bought one right next to your current house. So I feel like that probably makes the move a little easier. makes everything a little easier. Yeah. You know, you know, and you know, you know what kind of neighborhood you're getting into, yes. the kind of neighbors you're going to be around. Same utilities. Checking up on renters is like a walk away. It's like it could not have worked better. Yeah. You know? So we got lucky. Yeah, that's a, let me scoot this back. That's a, one thing I wanted to talk to you about today was just, you know, real estate as a whole, investing, things like that. Something that I definitely want to get into. It's one of my, one of the big goals I have for the next few years. And so having somebody on who's already kind of walking that path is be really cool to kind of dive into that. What is, um, what's like, what was the biggest difference between buying your second property versus buying your first property? Like just as a whole, what was, what was the big difference? The biggest one was like, you know, with the banks, making sure that you have the income to get a second house because the first one was easy because we thankfully didn't have any debt. You know, we're really good with our budget sheet. So we had no car debt, no credit card debt buying our first house. So that was easy. It lined us up to get that first house at 19 years old. 
But then the second house was like, okay, whoa, like you're young and you already got a big mortgage to pay. They they really analyze all your checks for the last couple of years, making sure you can afford it. And we did the house hacking. You know, with the first house, we had roommates. They they that rent covered the entire mortgage. And you know, I talk to a lot of younger people, and and I'm like, hey, you can get a house now. You know, three percent down. You know, first time home buyer doesn't cost a lot to get a house. You're, I mean, realtor one one selling one two houses, you you can afford a house. But what people don't want to do is they don't want to live with people like, oh no, if I'm gonna have a house, it's gonna be mine. I ain't gonna live with anyone. And I'm like, you know, you could just suck it up, buy a house, live with people, house hack, and then eventually get the house you really want. And and live there by yourself or you know with a girlfriend wife. Yeah, that's um. I mean, yeah, for sure, bro. Um, how was like emotionally? Was it a little bit easier or was it a little bit harder making the next step to buying another house? Like, like outside of the numbers, but as far as like emotionally, you know, as far as that yeah. goes, was it like more nerve wracking or was it less nerve wracking? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good question. My, this house, I was honestly kind of stressed. <laughs> yeah. Because like I was thinking about, it, I was like geez like can i really afford this you know because the first house is mortgage was only two thousand a month we got it with a 2.8 percent interest oh super wow good. yeah super good yeah we won the lottery there yeah but the second house obviously times right now we got it at five six and it's a five hundred thirty thousand dollar house so after utilities we're paying four thousand dollars a month for the house mm. and i was looking at those numbers lining it up and i was like Oof, i'm kind of scared you know what if my renters at the first house all leave or what if uh maybe e-commerce results don't come in for a few months whatever it is or lose a job you know so i was kind of stressing like can i afford the second house but i was like talking to myself mentally prepping i'm like you know what you gotta take the risk like it was a risk getting the first house at 19 it's gonna get it's gonna be another risk getting a second house but so far the last couple months having it it's been smooth so did you on your first property did you use an fha loan yeah yeah Mm-hmm. And um, what I heard, I'm not sure. You can do that every two years, right? Or or no? Yeah. Yeah, you can. We did 5% down on the second. Yeah. Can you do it a third time in another two years? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea. Are you planning on house hacking again in your second property or no? So the second one we're living in right now, we're doing Airbnb for the spare bedrooms. We're not doing roommates. We're doing Airbnb for the for the two. So how does that work? So can you can you be there while they're, while they're staying there? Yeah. Yeah. So because me and my wife, we like traveling for our business e-commerce sometimes we go to conferences or have business partners in other states so we like to travel and when we travel we usually get airbnbs with people living in the house because it's a lot cheaper you just airbnb one bedroom it's cheap you stay there sometimes you'll see the owner there but for the most part everyone stays in the room you know yeah so we yeah we do that with our our two rooms awesome yeah no that's that's really cool and you said you got it at like a five percent rate mm-hmm. yeah. no five point yeah like five point seven obviously goal is to refinance eventually yeah so um one of the things with real estate that um i've been kind of learning about is leverage Mm -hmm. leveraging um leveraging the bank's money Mm -hmm. is that would you agree with that that's essentially kind of what what the goal is i mean for the most part how so well so you you put x amount down Mm -hmm. you borrow all this money and then right. you you gain the, the equity in the in the home over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, so you're not you're not you're not coming out of pocket five hundred grand on a, on a right. home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're using somebody else's money, and like you did in the first property, you're paying it off. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like just for like anybody who maybe isn't yeah. isn't familiar with real estate, right? How to basically take you know let's say ten grand for mm-hmm. a down payment, borrow the rest, mm-hmm. and then have somebody pay off mm-hmm. yeah. the home. Yeah, I mean. 
this is one like most millionaires have five or seven streams of income and one of their top three is always going to be real estate and if you're going to be younger usually you might not have a career that pays so much money but you can put a small down on the house you know house hack get roommates or even airbnb the rooms and over a year you're building equity every single month you're paying a mortgage some of that money is is being built into equity some of it is being paid for interest Mm -hmm. so you know let's say you're paying three thousand dollars a month in mortgage and let's just say you have low interest so two thousand of that every month is for the principal one thousand is for the interest after a whole year you've just built twenty four thousand dollars in equity that you can pull out of the house Mm -hmm. the goal is to have someone else pay that you know renters or airbnb guests you know, that way you're not paying it. You're still banking on your income, putting it into investments or putting it into savings. And then your mortgage is building its own wealth that you don't touch for a couple of years. Right. You know, our goal is like, just keep doing that. And five, 10 years from now, then take that money out and be able to be nice and lavish, you know, ideally get my AMG GT. <laughs> <laughs> um, you brought up uh, as far as like... Uh having rent or having renters having people move in with you yeah um what was that process like um you, you know you kind of brought it up about how you know most most young people especially that when you know you buy your first home you're like oh you want your home by yourself yeah. you know you don't want roommates and things right. like that uh how was that process for you i mean did you stick with like friends or did mm-hmm. you have just anybody like you know what i'm saying like yeah uh i know renters can be an issue for a lot of landlords and mm-hmm. stuff like that talk a little bit about that yeah so because I, I, even for me, I know for me, like I, I, I wouldn't. In a perfect world, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to have roommates, but yeah. I understand that it's part of the part of the sacrifice, you Definitely. know. So, but yeah, what was that process like for you? Yeah, so like someone I watch is called Graham Stephan. You probably watch. Yeah, I've right? heard of him. Graham yeah. Stephan. He's like a YouTuber I watch all the time. He's got plenty of real estate. He he built his wealth through real estate and then and then grew exponentially through YouTube. But he has been renting houses for like a decade now. So he's got so much crazy stories about renters and and all the issues he's had and even crazy stories he's had, like police called. And so I knew like, okay, getting roommates or getting renters, eventually something's going to happen. But you got to deal with it. For the most part, it's easy because most people don't give you issues. It's just like one in every maybe five to ten for our first house, we there was four bedrooms. The master, me and my girlfriend, well, wife now, girlfriend at the time, were staying at in the other three bedrooms we were renting. Two of them were our really close friends from church. So we're just like lucky. Oh, that's good. Thankful yeah. to God that we know them. They're close with us. Never had problems with them. Really comfortable with them. And so we're really lucky that they've, they've been with us almost since we got the house and they're still there. And then the third bedroom is when we've, we've kind of had to on and off get strangers like facebook put it on facebook and most people we've had are really you know chill and casual they're out of state students coming into arizona need a place to stay for a little bit yeah so everyone's been good other than this one guy really i won't say his name did you do like really short term short term or like how did that work was it month to month or month to month most people stayed i'd say on average six months okay Mm -hmm. other than our two friends who've been there a couple years yeah yeah, but this one time, crazy story, like, we had to kick him out. I won't, I won't you know, give him, get the name of the details, yeah, but yeah. pretty much he, I guess he had some sort of, like, uh, mental mental things he was dealing with, um, mental problems and, and, and health stuff, but we didn't know that at the time. So he just, he just rented our house for a little bit, 
and it was just it was just kind of hard because he kind of made us feel a little bit uncomfortable. He was a little hostile sometimes, and and he would walk out of his room, not say anything, and and just kind of stare at everyone with oh, a mean face, really, not say anything. No, that's yeah, that's and yeah, I, I that's was just like man, those are the sacrifices, man. Seriously. Yeah, I'm not even but I I wanted to give him a chance because he was a good guy. Like he he wasn't mean. He was a good guy. We had good conversations, but every once in a while, just a switch happened. He he would get into that weird energy. And so eventually, like, I had to talk with him, and just small dispute came up, and I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go. And, and then he was nice enough to be okay with that and moved out. But then his family let us know that he was going through those mental problems, and, um, yeah, he had he had issues, so that's why he kind of went on and off, switched to different, like, type of personalities. Yeah. But that was our only issue. Everyone else has been good. You know, n- normal, no, no big occasions has happened. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 good, man. Um, as far as like your your properties and stuff, are you planning on just buying and holding? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, I don't think I want to sell them. I think that's the move. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the move. And then, like like you said, it, eventually, the, like once the um principal is paid down and everything like that, it becomes a source of income every mm-hmm. month. Yep, that'd be the goal. Is like, you know, if we start making a ton of income every month, is just put a little bit towards principal. That way, we're not paying so much on interest. Right. You know, because right. if we can have a mortgage half of what it is now with the same rent income then that's a lot of passive income there yeah you know? yeah no doubt are you focused at all like on the cap rate of each of your homes so like um do you know what you know what cap rate is right it's like the difference between um your mortgage and then what you make from your renters and stuff like that like the profit margin yeah yeah there you go yeah 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 are you like do you focus on that at all right now or is that not really a priority are you just focused on like yeah i mean i definitely factor it into like what we're going to charge them but r- renting each bedroom with so many rooms, like the profit margin is great. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you know, for the first house, we got such a good interest that it's, it's good. For the second house, it's more of just, can they pay at least half of the mortgage? Right. Airbnb. Right. But, but yeah, profit margin is going to be good because of rent costs right now. Right. You know. And uh, yeah, I mean, rents have been going up pretty dramatically, especially here in Phoenix for mm-hmm. the past like five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, apartments. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. 15. Yeah. Right. Right around there. I mean, for a one bedroom, at least here in Phoenix, I mean, you're paying at least 1300 Yeah. For, for, and then utilities. And then utilities. So like 1500 Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, uh, you got to try to keep your, your expenses as, as low as possible and then use the, the extra income every month to, to try to either build something or invest mm-hmm. something or do something with it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I think the goal, like, for for most younger people is stay at your job, but everyone's got to figure out to to do something, put in the work where you're going to get paid 10 years from now. You know, most people I look at, I go, okay, what are you doing today that's going to pay you in 10 years? And they go, "Mm, let me think. I got a job. I I love that, bro. I got a part-time job. I got Uber. I'm like, great, you're making good money. But what are you doing today that you're going to get paid for in 10 years? And most people say nothing. And it's like, do something. Like, that's why we started online business in college. And that's, um, I, I like that you brought that up because one thing I've really been getting into <clears throat> the past like three or four months is this idea of leverage. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, basically the idea of leverage from my understanding is it's, it's let's say X amount of inputs equal exponential amount of outputs. Mm-hmm. So like 
like what you're saying what i'm trying to say is like find something that you that that can grow exponentially over time mm, yeah yeah so, so like you know, like you're saying with with uber um you know let's say you have a job and then on your on your you know your your side your extra time that you have outside of your job you spend ubering mm. that's not something that can really mm. be um it can't be leveraged at all you know what i'm saying so yeah like yeah that's great you're making extra income um this and that but you can't leverage that like mm. at the end of the day uh let me take this off real quick can't be grown exponentially mm-hmm So how'd you come up with that logo? Um, it's kind of funny. There we go. I just uh, what's it called? It literally, it literally took me like three minutes to make it. Like I, I did not think about it too much at all. I it was, it's called on Fiverr. Have you heard of Fiverr? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little, little. I don't even know. You like paid a designer? Yeah, yeah. It's like fifteen bucks, and I was like, I right, fuck, screw it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. But I uh, haven't wh- seen it before. What was I saying? Yeah, we were talking about leverage, and yeah, I was just kind of bringing up the point that you just said as far as like. Um, you know, if you have a job, take advantage of having a job, you know, with the income and things like that. And then, like you were saying, use that extra time to try to build something that in 10 years you can, mm-hmm. you know, have exponent, exponential gains from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, you know, entrepreneurship is pretty, it's pretty common these days as far as like people talking about it, people wanting to become entrepreneurs. And I think that's a good thing. I think just with the way the world is right now, things are so expensive, you know, it's hard, yeah. it's hard to live it. Like it's hard to you know, just have one job and, you know, mm. make, make the ends meet, you know what I mean? Right. Especially with income or not with income with expenses rising every single year. And they're going to continue to rise, you know what I mean? With inflation, yeah. with gas food. meals are 20 bucks, dude. Yeah, dude. It's crazy, bro. I mean, you go to Chipotle, a burrito is $20. Yes. It's like, and I love Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's, it's crazy, man. And it's, it's really hard to, you know, like I, I obviously live, live on my own, got an apartment and got, you know, I'm in that situation right now. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, yeah, you, yeah. it's, you make, it make crazy. as much as you can at your work and then, you know, keep your expenses as low as possible. And then you have X amount of time outside of work to try to, what can I do to, to, to kind of escape this, mm-hmm. escape this, you know, this life, you know, not this life, but you know what I'm saying? Like going to work every day. Um, I don't think most people want that. So, right. um, yeah, I, I just think that, uh, you know, having a job can kind of be criticized a little bit or, t- you know, like oh, nobody wants a job. Nobody wants to work a nine to five. But I think, um, you know, taking advantage of it and, and taking that income mm-hmm. and, and putting it towards something yeah. else. What, what would you uh, what would you kind of like add on to that? You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, if you're in the situation where you have a job and, uh, you know, you got your expenses every month, mm-hmm. how do you kind of escape that? You were, you were kind of alluding to it a little bit, but if you could kind of go further into it, like how do you kind of escape that nine to five, pay yeah. your bills, and then you're right. at zero at, at end of the month? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or what would be some advice you might might give to somebody in that situation? Yeah, I think first of all, you got to get a job that pays more than what you're getting paid right now. Like, because what we were talking about earlier, okay, you work your job, you save money, and with that extra money, you put it into investments for businesses. But a lot of people that don't even have degrees or are younger, they're making like $16 an hour. And what we just talked about, with meals being 20, gas being five bucks, rent being close to 2,000, you know, full-time $16 an hour, you got no money to save, no matter how frugal you are. Even if you're not buying shoes for yourself, even if you're not buying new clothes, with a low-paying job, you got no nothing to leverage, no matter how cheap or frugal you are. So I think the first thing is, you gotta go find a better job that pays you more. Mm-hmm. Something that pays you 
almost double minimum wage in your state. Yeah. And you don't got to be having a degree for that. You know, mm-hmm. since 19 years old, I started making six figures in a job, in a sales job, because I was top 1% at that company, which I'm still working there as a job. But being younger, you can start making six figures with no degree. You just got to learn how to develop yourself professionally. Yeah. Like you are super professional. And you, you got a lot of that from like being fit. You know, you, you got that discipline, that mental fortitude, that that posture, the calmness. Yeah. All that makes you look older, puts you into an interview. Like, we got to hire this guy. He's going to he's, he's giving a good energy because that discipline from fitness got you that. You know, Dude, I, I I love that you said that, man. I, I literally you put you said it for me. You know what I mean? I, that's one of my like I over the past six months of you know having a podcast, mm-hmm. I've been trying to like refine my message. You know, and like uh, it's one of those things that takes a lot of practice. But you know, like what is, what is my message to people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what is that? Like, what am I trying to convey? Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a camera in front of me. Like, what what am I trying to convey to people? And that's one of my main things is um it's like you just said like bro you like you don't need a degree in, in today's right. world you don't need a degree with technology with how fast things are evolving you don't need a degree what you do need Mm-mm. is you need to develop yourself into yeah. somebody who can evolve and grow and, and and put yourself in different different rooms and one of the things i'm really passionate about is sales yeah i'm in a sales job as well right um you know just a retail sales job i work at a dealership mm-hmm. and um you know it's not like my dream to do or anything like that but, but man like good. Dude, well, like not even not even the money, yeah. um, but just like the how it's it's forced me to develop as a person, yeah. Um, in so many different ways, you know what I mean. Like at the end of the day, what is business? What is what is business at the end of the day? It's just people, really. You know what I mean. That's really at the end of the day, all, yeah. all it is mm-hmm. is doing business with other people and um, like developing those those basic skills. And I, what I've noticed is you don't really learn those skills in school, mm-hmm. like any of those skills. Like no, you don't. Like you don't really learn how to go up and approach a random stranger, shake their hand. Hey, how you doing? How can I help you out? Mm, what do you yeah. What do you need? Like, how can I solve your problems? Mm-hmm. Things like that. And that's something that, like, at a sales job, same, same mm-hmm. with same with your situation. You know, it doesn't really matter what sales job it is. Mm. I think for me, like having a, a retail sales job is really, really like. At least starting out, it's probably the best thing you can do as opposed to like phone sales or something like yeah. that, because there's an element of the the human interaction that you don't really get over the phone and things like that. Building your skill set. Yeah, man. And those those skill sets, I think, are super underrated, like super underrated. Like you just said, if you develop those skills, you can go to any single interview and you might not get the job, but you can at least walk into a room and be like, oh, shit, like this, you know, this, this guy, <laughs> like, you know, he knows how to talk. Yeah. He knows how to like present himself they can sense your energy yeah like, you've yeah been in that position before you know you're calm you're not nervous you're you know how to talk to people and, and get at their level and at the end of the day it's like it's funny like i heard someone say this and it's like you go to school for four years and then just to get trained on the job true <laughs> so you <laughs> go to school for point. four years and then you get your you know you get your your job based off I of the degree that. and then you, you get into the job and it's and like okay from ground zero yeah and yeah. it's like but the things that like the things that uh it's hard what am i trying to say there's certain skills that like employers aren't going to want to teach yeah they're not going to want to teach you how to shake a hand they're not going to want to teach you how to like present yourself like you should already know those things and i just feel like if you haven't had like like i think sales is just it's something that everybody should at least give a shot you know forces you to learn that and it's like you just said too the other element of it is like if you are in a situation where you're 20 years old and you don't have a degree, not that you need a degree, but you know, and you're like 
damn, like I'm making 15 an hour. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Right. Get Find a sales job. Yep. Because they'll hire you. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, whether it's, it doesn't have to be car sales, it doesn't have to be like a retail store, it could be solar. Oh, it, yeah. So many sales jobs. I mean, I, I gave real estate, I've given real estate a shot within this past year. That's, that's tough. It's a little bit different because you got to like really go out and get your own business. And that just takes a little bit of time mm -hmm. where, but like, if you, if you get like a retail sales job, the business is already coming to the store, yep. things like that. So you get those reps, you get those reps like automatically on the job, you know? And like, yeah, I really, uh, I really, um, I'm glad you brought up sales and it's, it's one of the things that I, I brought up multiple times on this podcast is like just, um, stressing the importance of learning how to be a, a salesman, you know, yeah. like, and I think sales, we can talk a little bit about sales, but I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I'm like almost proud of it now just because I understand the meaning of it. But before when I was applying for jobs too, I, I kind of had the same, you know, notion everyone else had like, oh, sales, you know, I would be like, oh, your relative's a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I also had that notion that, oh man, sales people, they're out to get to you. But after working in sales and being able to become in the top 1%, I realized like, oh no, it's actually most of the people that are top performers understand how to really get their customers what they need and what they say is salespeople are want creators you know yeah, they, yeah. they make you want a little bit more than than what you came in for. yeah but, yeah but it's not manipulating it's just making you dream more want more and yeah 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 man uh so you're you've uh Oh, there was another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. About the job part, because there's a there's a story I read a while ago that I, I always like to tell people who are scared to apply for jobs or make more money, because if you got a fifteen dollar an hour job and you know you got to make more money, first you got to raise your self image. You got to raise your self image because if you don't think you could be making six figures at nineteen or twenty or eighteen or twenty one, then you're not going to land a job like that. Mm. There's a story I read a while ago where. A college, I forgot what college it was, but a college did an experiment where they put like papers all around buildings saying, now hiring, this is the job, pays you 40000 a year, here's the requirements, here's what you would do, and they got tons of phone calls. Like, every, like as soon as they posted, they got calls every single day, they were booked. After a week, they took down the flyers. They waited a month. And then they put the same paper up, but instead of $40,000, they put $100,000. They got no phone calls. Uh, yeah. This is a real, a real experiment. Yeah. Same job, same requirements, same city, but they put $100,000, no one called. Because they that's didn't funny. think they were worth that. Yeah. They didn't think they can win that interview. Yeah. No one even tried. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you heard of Naval? Mm. Yeah. He's somebody who um, you should look into. He should, he's like an angel investor. He puts out a lot of content and stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, on what Instagram was it? or YouTube, uh, Twitter, and he has like a podcast. But um, I'll send you it after this. But okay. he, uh, what was I going to say? He told a story about how when he was younger, he put a price tag on his on his hourly his hourly rate or whatever, and he put like a ridiculous price tag, and uh, just just to um, basically like convince himself, okay, like mm -hmm. when I do X Y Z, is it worth my time? Is it worth mm -hmm. the ten thousand dollars that I get paid every hour? Mm -hmm. And yep. um, I think it, we can kind of transition to, into this, but um, I think the way a lot of people look at time is flawed. Mm. Um, from what I've heard and from what I've seen, wealthy people value mm. time yeah. way more than they value money. Right. And people who lack a lot of money, like the, the mindset, the, the, yeah. the frame that they're in is they value, they actually value money way more than time. Mm -hmm. They're willing to go trade 
50, 60 hours a week for some money to yeah. buy XYZ, you know, shoes or whatever. And they give up their whole life for money. And it's like, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, when they, they, they talk about people who are wealthy, they say, oh, all you care about is money. All you care about is money. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like those people, ha- they understand that m- what money can buy is time. Yeah. Yeah. What money can buy is, is uh, peace of mind. Here's, here's, so I have a, a business mentor of mine. He, he grew an e-commerce business. And by the time he was 22 years old, he quit his job. And now he's about like 28. So he hasn't had a job for six years other than his online business, which is still maintenance. He still has to work at, but he hasn't had a 40 hour job in a while. And here's the thing he said, he's like, man, being able to control 24 seven hours of my day, not having, you know, five days work and two days off. I have seven days off. I'm doing what I choose to do. And he said, the amount of life I've lived in six years is equivalent to 40 years of a person. Mm. Because think about it, like a regular person, they, they work five days, they have two days, they do what they want in those two days. They choose what they want to do in those two days. But for him, seven out of seven days, he's he's choosing what he wants to do. So most people, if they're only kind of not necessarily living, but you know, they're 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 living for two days out of seven days, then in a whole year, you're only you're only living two months. Mm-hmm. And the rest you're just on autopilot doing your job. And if you want to get deep into it, what's actually really sad is i mean what let's say you get let's say you get taxed 30 40 percent of the income you make those five days mm-hmm. oh so i mean i mean when you go down that path it's like really i mean half of half of the time that you're spending working is really for somebody else it's not even yeah. for yourself mm-hmm. which is i mean that's a whole nother thing <laughs> but i mean so a lot of our listeners for the majority are younger yeah and um, i always try to like relay part of this to you know somebody who's three years younger than myself that's kind of my ideal per- that's like when i when i envision who's listening to this i think of Cade like four years ago yeah um do we have like analytics oh uh, yeah I, yeah or, do you know like the average age uh yeah like 18 to 25 oh okay yeah. so um so what i was gonna say is i think uh you know and i'm sure you would probably agree agree with this is like let's say you're in that situation where you have a job you want to become financially free when you get off at 5 p.m. or when you get off on Friday, mm-hmm. like I feel like you have to do the exact opposite of what 99% of other people do. Right. Is you have to get so aggressive with that extra time. Yeah. Like how can I maximize these next two days off? What mm-hmm. can I do to put myself in a position where in five years yeah. I can have something that I that I can go through that can kind of be my vehicle out of you know this mm-hmm. this rat race almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I mean, would you agree with that? You know, like just shifting your mindset from like, cause I feel like most people it's like, okay, I have to go to work. And then when I'm off work, you yeah, you, like you want to relax. Yeah. And, and I get that, you know, yeah. like that's normal, but it's like, you, you got to understand the, the situation that we're in, you know what I mean? And, you know, I don't really know if it's intentional or not or whatever the case is, but like money's be, be continuing to become less and less and less like 40, 40 grand a year now. I mean, you can't live off of that anymore. You really can't. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe like 30 years ago, you probably could have. Yeah. You even, probably even like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, that was decent income. Yeah. So I mean, just just things to think about. But um, as far as as far as yourself, man, like what about like network marketing? Um, or just you know like entrepreneurship as a whole. Um, what are some of the things that it's taught you? Mm-hmm. I know a, a little bit about it, but I mean, like I know, um, like has has have you had to become like a a better leader with entrepreneurship and like showing other people how to like, you know, just operate, you know what I mean? Like grow themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, for me, network marketing is kind of my main business, my main passion and source of income that I that I pursue. And I started in college, and that's what grew my skill set to be able to get a high paying job, to be able to learn financial skills, learn real estate skills, even even save my marriage. Like a lot of people I've met through network marketing, I became my my marriage mentors. And at one time we were going through me and my wife like some real tough times, you know, at the house. And I was like, geez, like what are we gonna do? Like I was actually thinking, like, is this it? Like, are we over? Like, because we were just going through problems. But having that network of people that are 10 years older than us, been ex- been through exactly what we've been through, same exact path. They were there, they called us, they said, hey, we've been literally where you're at. New in business, working a job, young, young in relationship, you'll get through it. And just that reassurance of, okay, if you can know people that are on your same path, it's like comforting when they say, You'll get through it, yeah, you know, because yeah. you just need that reassurance. Like, you you know, your mind creates so many scenarios and you're just like, what's going to happen? Like, uncertainty is crazy and your your imagination blows up. But when you, when you hear someone been through what you've been through, they say, it's okay. Like, oh, man, it's okay. Though. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. I think that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's such a big deal is like uh, figuring out a way to like surround yourself around people who are higher up than you yeah. in, in whatever way you can, like mm-hmm. whether that's church or whether that's doing what you're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. like finding a way to, to just be around people who have been there and done that, you know yeah. what I mean? And for me, like a lot of the way I do that is just listening to like podcasts and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, taking in information from people who are, who are giving it out. Yeah. Um, Who's some of your podcasts? Um, you know, Ed Milet? Ed Milet, you know who that is? I, I definitely heard that. Um, is that the, the buff guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I listen to him. I listen to, uh, man, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are, what are some other things that you've learned from entrepreneurship, man, as, as a whole? Just, oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, actually? Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this this uh, little, little video on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was from a pretty successful businessman, and mm-hmm. he was saying how the biggest thing that he's noticed is like he's met a lot of intelligent people but the thing that separates a lot of very successful people from not so successful mm-hmm. is the ability to handle pressure and to be, the ability to <clears throat> like withstand pressure yeah and as a young person who you know you're married um you know you got two properties now you got a business you got all these things going on you got a job you got all this this stuff going on how would you say you, you're able to kind of handle all that and juggle all that at once because that's yeah. <clears throat> It's, it's really impressive to see, man, like to see somebody who's even younger than me kind of handling all these things. Like, what would you what would you kind of give that to? Or like, how how do you handle all this? You know? Yeah. Well, first of all, I got to credit my wife. Her name is Carla. Yeah. And you met her. Yeah. Uh, high school sweetheart met her freshman year and a freshman year. And so it's been like seven years. We just got married last month. Wait, two months ago. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. And so it's a great wedding. We actually did it in our backyard. Yeah. So we I think that's what I want to do. Mexican way. We were like. We know how to landscape. So we had our backyard at the first house, and it was just mostly dirt. So my dad, my brothers, her family remodeled it. Beautiful pavers, turf, mini golf. And so we did the wedding there, right? And then the after party at the other house, the second house. Um, But yeah, like I was saying, I got to credit her um, for the pressure because she helps me de-stress. And anytime I've been stressed, thinking like, man, how am I going to handle all this? She's just there like, hey. I'm cheering you on. I'm there for you. You know, I think it's really important to, to yeah. have a woman. That, yeah, that's really I would agree, important. man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in a relationship as well. And uh, I would honestly agree with you. I was actually, I was talking to myself the other day 
And, um, you know, I was telling myself, I'm like, you know, I hear a lot of a lot of people who are a little bit older. Um, mm. I hear a lot of people say like, oh, when you're younger, you know, don't don't get mm. yourself in a relationship. Yeah. Don't, don't do that to yourself. You know, focus on yourself. Go have fun, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, like me having like a solid relationship for the past couple years, mm. it's really like allowed me to just focus on the right thing. Yeah. You know, and I'm I, I, like just thinking to myself, like, you know, I don't I don't really need to go to the to the club every weekend or yeah. go do this xyz you know what i'm saying like I, I don't need that like i i got a i got a solid relationship but you know i come home and like mm-hmm. it's it's cool you know like and for me i would i would 100 percent agree with you i think that's one of the probably one of the things that's helped me grow mm-hmm. is uh having like a solid and yeah. and obviously the the key variable in there is having like a, a good partner yeah. you know having a, a girl right who's one. supportive yeah you got to have the right one because if you have the wrong one and i get i get what these <laughs> other guys are saying too because it's yeah. like if you have the wrong one, then I, things can get. Then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know. yeah, I, I like that you said that. One of the in in that video I was watching, I, I really liked what his uh, his answer was. He said, um, you know, like with handling pressure and things like that. He was like, understand, like, you know, when you're dealing with all of these things, like, you kind of have have you kind of have to have an attitude of like, you know, nothing, like nothing really matters that much except like the key things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think what he's really getting at is like you kind of have to be able to like separate yourself a little bit from the day-to-day anxieties and frustrations and just like step away from it all and like kind of see things from a a bigger picture you know what i'm saying like at work for me you know you can get you can get frustrated there's pressure and blah 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 i gotta pay rent at the end of the month but i think uh having that ability and i think i think faith is part of that for sure you know having like a belief in a higher higher power and you know having belief that you know things are going to be okay but uh i I think Faith, I think faith is, other than my wife, Carla, faith is another reason that's got me here where I'm at. In my opinion, if if, you're, if your mission aligns with his, if your mission aligns with God's, then he's going to give you layups in life. Yeah. You know, you're going to slam dunk it. But yeah. he's going to give you the layup. Yeah. Because he knows, hey, if your mission is right, your mission in 10 years is going to impact people to get off the drugs, get off the couch, go impact people, go change lives. He wants you to do that. Yeah. Why would he not give you a layup? Yeah. Give you some lucky times. Yeah. We got a house right across our lake. Yeah. It could not have been perfect. Yeah. That was a layup. Dude. That man. was a layup from God. And these are things that these are things you don't really hear people talk about too much, you know, with faith and like with the things we're talking about right now. Um, and it's funny, man. Like one of the things for me with starting this podcast is I, I struggle with sometimes like ah, like who am I to like put out this kind of message? Like who am I to be some like you know what I mean? Like uh, stepping out a little bit and, and wanting to like have a have a message for people and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That's something yeah. that I've struggled with. You know, yeah, like like I, I don't imagine that. Yeah, like right. you know, like I don't know, man. Like should I just not do this? Should I scratch the whole thing? You're thinking like should I be bigger? Should I should I be more successful? Should I, to be talking about right, things? right, right. Yeah, then that's something I've struggled with. But what I also think is, you know, like what would you know, not to get too into it, but like, what would God want? You know, like, would he, would he be okay with this? Would be, he be okay with the message I'm putting out? And I think, yeah, like, I think, you know, knowing that, you know, all right, like at the end of the day, I think, I think so. So I'm gonna just keep doing this. You know what I mean? And, uh, and like you said too, um, you know, oh, should I be more successful? Should I, should I be further along in life? And, um, I also think too, like, you know, betting on yourself a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, me having the faith that I know I'll be there at one point. So like, let's start now, you know what I mean? Like, let's, Let's uh, just start now, and and that way when I am there, I'll have a whole, I have a receipts. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You can go back and look and be like, 
man, like my kids can go back and look at that and see my journey and see my growth. And I think about that as well. Like, you know, with the podcast and with having, you know, these podcasts out there, it's like, man, like in the future, like my kids can look back and like, see my, see my journey, see my growth. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And And here's the thing, like about you talking about like building up the receipts of a timeline of I've done all this work. You can't, you know, you can't outgive God. You can, so you, you were saying like, okay, you were having these doubts, like, is this worth it? Are people going to listen? Am I credible enough to talk about this message? But then you ask, well, does God approve of this message? Would this help him in mm-hmm. his mission? Yes, it would. And so you said, okay, well, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. When you keep putting in that that effort, God sees it. He's mm-hmm. going to give it to you. you. You can't just keep doing things and not have anything happen. Like, you know, if you go, like, here's an example. If you go to the ocean and uh, you ask for a spoonful, you're going to get a spoonful. Guess what? The ocean's still there. Mm. If you go to the ocean, you get a truckload and you, you fill that entire truck with water. Guess what? The ocean has moved. Mm. That is God. Mm. He can give you so much. He can give you an audience of a million people. Mm. But you're gonna have to ask for it. You're gonna yeah. have to ask for it and, and say, "Here, God, I'm telling you, you're, I'm worth it." You're gonna be happy. You're like, I'm gonna add on to that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be. You're gonna have. What am I trying to say? You're gonna have to be willing to take that step mm-hmm. and to say, like, like it's kind of the, like that story you were talking about earlier. Like, I am worth it. Yeah. Like, I like I like I believe in myself enough to like I am worth it. I can speak these things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, and like it's just. I think a lot of people, including myself, struggle with that, like, oh, I'm not worth it. You know, like, I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And then in 10 years, it's the same thing. Oh, you know, yeah. I'll give it another 10 years. I'll be I'll be ready. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm 45, 50, 55. And I look back and I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. when I was 20, like, I had that idea of starting a podcast. And yeah. Mm. man like what if i would have stuck with that for the next 20 years and that gives me the chills thinking Mm -hmm. about it you know it's like like i'm 50 years old i'm k'd at 50 and i'm like man like i had that idea at 21 Mm. i was starting that podcast starting that business starting that thing and i never did happen and i I didn't believe in myself and and here i am and you know it is that gives gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah (laughs) yeah man and like uh and i hope that's part of uh part of my hope with doing this is people can see me doing it and be like yeah fuck Kate's doing it like I can do that too yeah. like let's go you know like let's yeah, do it and, sure. and that's why I like uh bringing you on and bringing people on who I feel like are you know out there doing it man and it's it's cool to see you know yeah. and like it's uh it's zero competition is zero any of that it's just like a rising tide lifts all boats yeah you know like so uh but yeah, yeah man yeah. I mean that's a that's kind of uh how I see the whole thing and, and one thing for me is it's, it's definitely pushed me a lot to like want to prove to myself I am worth it, you know, with like doing all this stuff and yeah. like prove to myself, like, you know, like, are you, are you who you say you are? Like, are you really about the message that you're putting out? Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? When it comes to, when it comes to fitness, like, yeah. are you really dedicated to it or, or are you just, are you just uh, talking the talk? Like, yeah. are you, are you really walking the walk? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it, it's definitely gave me that extra push and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where that's going to go. So what is your goal in fitness, by the way? Cause you're, I mean, you are my goal. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm yeah. just trying to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely don't have a goal of competing like on stage or anything yeah. like that. Uh, w- honestly, what my big goal with fitness is like to one day like be able to like help people, show people how to do that, uh-huh. like get myself to a point where it's like I can I can teach people how to get in good shape and I can um, be like a personal trainer, I guess you know, yeah. like in, in a way. I, I want to figure out how I want to do it, but. Mm. But yeah, I just think for me, like fitness has just changed my life, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's showed me um, through fitness 
it's been like a vehicle for me to really uh, hone in certain skills and, and it's i mean it's just made my life so much better it's made me so much more confident in myself because i remember meeting up with you in in college when we were both studying at asu and you were like pretty skinny yeah you're tall yeah. super skinny yeah and a lot less confident a yeah. lot more you know not fluent with your words and just shy yeah and then like two years later you're like, boom Jackson. <laughs> but but then after that like you moved into sales you started learning about real estate like that fitness got you all that so yeah yeah man it's it's real man it's uh it's one of those things i, I think there's an element to fitness and uh that you can't really there's elements like the hard work, the hard physical work that you can't really get from reading a book or mm -hmm. you can't really get from, from, you know, having a, um, whatever it is, man. Yeah. But, uh, I think there's an element to that where, uh, yeah, you can't really get it from anything else, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so, uh, I mean, you got anything else, man? I mean, any, any, what, what are some of your goals for the next few years? I mean, you got anything planned that, you, that you're trying to build towards or, you know, like you got, you're trying to get another property in the next two years. Yeah. So yeah our five-year plan is right right now we already got we got the two houses thankfully and we got five sources of income so right now it's the job it's rental income from the first property airbnb from the house we live in e-commerce income and then stocks income the goal in the next five years is to be able to make the asset part of the incomes overtake all the active incomes so like the e-commerce and and like the investments make that overtake like the airbnb because airbnb is active income you know it's not super active but you still gotta check in guests wash their sheets all that stuff a job is obviously active income so the goal is to make the passive incomes take over those where most of our incomes are coming from things that only require maintenance not so much work ideally we'd want to get a house in colorado that's where we want to live oh that'd be nice what part of colorado it's called something with a rock um, it's like under denver i think i know what you're talking about i can't think of it though castle rock yeah okay oh, yeah, i haven't heard of that yeah. do you guys do any like uh snowboarding or skiing or anything like that i used to a little bit i used to snowboard a little bit and i would definitely love to become like super good at something. yeah like once i get you know maybe 30 years old and it's like okay i got a lot of money and a lot of time i want to get super good at snowboarding mm -hmm. You know, I want to get super good at golfing. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When you got that money and you got that time, you're going to get good real quick. Because yeah, you know, yeah. I have a lot of friends, and they make me feel bad. For me, it's golf. For me, it's golf. Yeah, yeah I want, You want to get good at golf? Oh, too? dude, I love golf. Yeah. yeah. Do you golf at all? I do you play Dude, we need to go sometime. Yeah? yeah do you have a set? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Yeah, no no doubt. Let's definitely go. Where do you usually go play at? I always go to the Range Valley Golf. Okay. Uh, do you ever go to Desert Mirage by uh, Glendale, the stadium over there? Mm, I so, think I might have played there once, but yeah been a while yeah definitely we should go I, that's that's my thing like yeah. I, I and i used to kind of think golf was like boring and, and things like that i but, thought that in high school yeah but like as i've gotten into it it's it's cool man it's it's a hang you know like you hang in with your, your friends yep. and you're just kind of chilling and yeah you're in nature yeah yeah it's, it's a good scenery and things like that yeah. but, but yeah man but yeah because so i have friends that like i was saying earlier they, they almost make me feel bad about not playing as much as I do, not 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 snowboarding as much as I do, not golfing, not playing piano. I also like to do that. And so I have these friends, you know, they're in college or some of them just graduated and they're working a job. And then after that, they're playing golf all day. And they're so good, you know, for our age, they're so good. They're having fun. I'm like, dang, like, I want to be out there. But here's the thing. If five years of them playing on the weekends, playing after work, 
I'm gonna be able to catch up those five years they put in in less than a year. Yeah. Once I have the time and money. Yeah. Because when I have the time of no job and I have the money of being able to hire anyone I want, now they just now just have to learn on my own, dude. Six months. Boom. Same thing with fitness. You know, like I, I like to work out as consistent as I can three to four times a week. But you've seen those transformations, like yeah. actors within six months. Yeah. They can go from like that Batman guy can go from skinny to jacked <laughs> yeah. in six months. Yeah. But why? Because he has unlimited money yeah. and unlimited time. One goal. Yeah. Six months. Skinny to jacked. Yeah. And Same substance substances maybe, but maybe. Uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're right, man. Yeah, when you have that time and money. Yeah. Yeah, and man. You for can sure. you can catch up on everything. Yeah. That's another message. I, I'd actually thinking of that is would want to leave is choosing this path of wanting to build generational wealth, choosing this path of wanting to better yourself. It's not sacrificing anything. You're not sacrificing your happiness. You're just delaying them for only five investing, to ten years. You're investing. Yeah, only five to ten years. Like I, I like I said, golf, snowboarding, piano. Love all those three. I don't do them very often, very rarely. But I'm not sacrificing them. Once I got the time, once I got the money, you better believe on my Instagram. That's gonna be my day to day, just yeah. chilling, doing those hobbies. Yeah. And I'm not sacrificing. I'm just delaying those for a couple of years until I have the 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 freedom to spend time in that without feeling bad because right. you know if you and me if we played video games tomorrow night after work we're gonna play for five hours and we're gonna feel bad because we're gonna be like dang we have so much we had to do right you feel guilty when you play video games right now right most people they play a whole five hours or eight hour gaming session and they just feel guilty going to sleep two in the morning i should have i shouldn't have done this i should have slept early i should have read a book but in five to ten years, you got ten million dollars. You don't feel bad. Yeah. You earned it. You yeah. know what else is there to do? Yeah. All your properties are paid for. All your incomes coming in. You can be in hibernation for a month. You can watch Netflix all day. You won't feel bad. You've earned that. You've earned that time, and there's no penalties to it. You cannot work for three months. There's no penalties to it because mm. you're gonna have money coming in. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you uh, do you believe in like the power of visual visual? I can't say this word visualization at all. Yeah. Do you do any like visual? Vi- I fucking visualization. Can't I can't say the word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, for me, uh, I I really do. But w- w- what's your take on it? I'm curious. What you think? Yeah, I have a dream board. Okay. Yeah. And, so do I. And it's so when I first started making a dream board, it was my coaches that recommended it to me in network marketing. They said get a dream board, and I was like, this is kind of weird. Why a dream board? Vision board is what they call it. Vision board or dream board? Steve Harvey's a big recommender of it. He's got a few YouTube Steve Harvey dream board. He's got like a five minute clip talking about it. Steve Harvey is like multimillionaire. He still has a vision board. His vision board now is like a, a golf jet of, of jets and private planes and yachts. Probably wasn't that back then. But the point is, I think having a vision board lets you look forward to something. If you don't look forward to anything, your work is meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just working to work. But if you have a vision board and, and you're really feeling that, like, okay, uh, you look at your dream board in your bedroom, it's got the car you want, the house you want, uh, you got, it's got the body you want, and, and you look at it and you feel it and you close your eyes and you think, I'm, I'm deserving of it, I, I, I have that, I'm going to have it, boom, confidence, straight up, wake up tomorrow, I'm getting that. You love know? it, I love it. And the reason why I brought that up is I just, I think, uh, like, I just think having a vision mm-hmm. is so important, especially like in today's world. It's there's so many like 
things that we can do to distract ourselves. There's so many things we can do to, to, to get that, that instant gratification, whether it's food, whether it's, it's porn or whether it's anything, man, Mm -hmm. like whether it's going out and drinking, like whatever it is, there's so many outlets that we have at our disposal or just spending six hours scrolling your phone or whatever the case is. And I just think it's so important to have some vision, some, some, some kind of vision that you can, you can put those thoughts and put Mm -hmm. that energy into, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, go after something whether it's fitness or business or whatever it is man like maybe you want to be an artist or whatever the case is like having something to to envision and i feel like this is just my opinion but i feel like that's what life is all about is just having a vision having some some dreams some goals Mm -hmm. to go after yeah you know something to do and 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 not be like a you know they call them like npcs like non, non-player characters just kind of <laughs> just, just the average person just just flow no through life yeah. yeah and it's like NPC, and I also think too. I'll we'll leave it off on this. I, I think just like betting on yourself and, and not being afraid to like just put yourself out there and like mm-hmm. bet on yourself and, and and like you said, like it's okay to be seen. It's okay to, for people to know who you are, and mm-hmm. especially if you're if you're putting in the work, if you're setting the right example, like it's okay to to want to be more and grow and and all of these things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I I, uh, I appreciate you coming on here, Tony. It's another great conversation. Definitely, you know, maybe next year we'll do a part three. Maybe every year we'll do a, a podcast together, yeah. catch up. Um, what we'll are some what are top time. three favorite books? Let's leave it off with this: top three favorite books. You got uh, three favorite books that you would recommend, dude? I've literally read. So, I'm a big reader. You love reading. I think in the last three years, I've read like 115 books. Really? So that's like the hardest questions to ask me <laughs> you uh yes. you dedicate like a certain amount of time every day to it or yeah i mean i read like it's usually at least 30 minutes a day some days i'm, I'm really feeling it I'll do like an hour okay. an hour and a half but but it's been every day so that's why it became 115 bucks because every day 30 minutes catches up compounds really quickly okay. so yeah that's tough i mean i love so there's i'm gonna give five books that are like the most influential you got to read and three just personal favorites okay go ahead yeah. like five ones there are ones that probably everyone's already heard of you probably already recommended it to your audience but like probably top five need to read is like think and grow rich magic of thinking big rich dad poor dad how to win friends and influence people oh it'd be another good one and i said the compound effect okay by darren hardy okay and yeah, those top five are definitely must reads. Build your overall skill set. Right. I have you. Uh, there's a book I would recommend. It's uh, oh, actually I'm trying to think. There's a couple I would recommend. Have you ever heard of The Way of the Superior Man? Mm. No. Yeah, you should check that one out. The Way of the Superior Man by David Dita. Mm-hmm. It's dude. That that one's like deep. Like that one goes really deep into a lot of things. So definitely check that one out. But send to me. Yeah, I'll send that to you. The way of the superior man. If you're listening, man, check it, check it out. It's a. It was probably. It's one of those books like the the books you recommended just now. Like you know, those are some of the books that like everybody kind of knows. Mm-hmm. This one is one of the ones that's like you, most people haven't heard of it. But it, if you read it, it's like whoa, dude! Like holy crap! This is a new way of looking at life, mm-hmm. a new way of looking at people. Damn. But uh, but yeah, man, that's one, it for one of my favorites. Go ahead, yeah. That I think everyone should read too. That aligns with like, kind of like my my vision, my my dream is is a millionaire's common sense approach to wealth i believe it's called okay uh it's by dexter yeager i've already and he's kind of known as the father of network marketing because he was the first one to become a billionaire through network marketing alone 
which billionaire is huge, you know, billionaire, not millionaire. Yeah. So B, B, B yeah. yeah. Dexter Yeager became a billionaire through network marketing, and he's rolling a few books, but Millionaire's Common Sense Approach to Wealth is probably my favorite book, or at least top three, because it aligns with me. It, he talks about, hey, as a believer in God, as a Christian, it is good to be rich. Yeah. Dude, and, that's, man, we didn't even cover that, but that's yeah. such a, that's such, I love that. I love that message. You gotta read the book. I just, I just feel like, man, like... It's okay to want more and to, yeah. to go down that path, you know? So, actually, in the, I was reading the Bible recently, and I, I do my best to read it every day. I actually read it when I'm in the restroom. <laughs> yeah. You got time. You yeah, got time. Yeah. I don't want to be scrolling in the yeah. restroom. Yeah. So, I, I do my best. Uh, go, go, go in the toilet, open up the Bible app, read, you know, a couple of pages. And there's this thing known in the Bible as one of the sins is called sloth. Don't be slothful in life. Most people think that means just laziness. Like, oh, God says, don't be slothful. That means don't be lazy. It means a lot more than that. Uh, when it's broken down in, in the Hebrews context or that language, what he's trying to say is slothfulness as a sin is having resentment towards successful mm. people. It's having That's bitterness. Huge. That's huge. Bitterness towards people that are achieving more than you. Man. It's being lazy. And, and all those three things is an, an attitude of life that's to bring bring people down so don't be a sloth means like don't be an npc honestly that's what god's saying don't be an npc don't if people are achieving more than you encourage them if you got someone younger than you doing more like dude that's awesome don't have resentment don't have bitterness envy that is that slothfulness characteristic because god made so much of the world you better believe he wants you to see it he wants you to experience it yeah why be in one area the whole life well, that's it, man. That's the episode 33. Uh, appreciate you, Tony, coming back on here. Part two with Tony Hernandez in the books, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on here. Uh, that's it for this week. Much love and peace out. Peace out. Chest. I only know the reps, I only know what's next, know the more, nothing less. Oh, my name.